1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Fantrax Radio Network. Fantasy Sports lives here.
0: Shots on Pat uh, this week. Oh, I can't
1: wait. I can't wait.
0: So we're going to jump right into news and notes. Um, So big news items here. Um, Austin Meadows, Walker Bueller, and Joe Lucchese all sent down to AAA. We're going to start off with Austin Meadows. Um, do you think we see Meadows uh, soon or is this just – did, did they just send him down to get him regular playing time with his struggles recently?
1: Yeah, I think he's up like right away. Like as soon as the all star break is over, maybe like a couple of weeks after. But, yeah, he struggled recently. But on the year, he still, he still has a 298 average, a 333 Babbitt. Uh, he's got some pop. He's got some steals. I'd like to see the walks go up. Um, right now, they're way below – where I thought they would be. I had him uh, projected as like a a six-and-a-half-ish type uh, based on ball percentage. Right now he's at 4.9. So once that goes up, the OVP is going to get even better. And also the strikeouts are going to come down. He's not a 20% uh, key rate guy. That's going to come down to like 16-and-a-half. So I think once he comes up, uh, he's only going to get better. He's still just 23. He's making adjustments. And when he does come up, he'll be fine. The only thing is, um, you know, right now the the Pirates – are surprisingly okay. Like the the outfield, you've got Dickerson, Marte, and Polanco. So like they're good there. And the in, in the infield, you got Moran who's playing good and Bell who's I think will turn around soon. So um, they don't have a needy for him right now, but why keep the kid like one of your top prospects in the minors any longer? They're going to bring him up and they're gonna, he's going to get a bats very soon.
0: Yeah, I mean they were playing Leplow uh, for a little bit. He was he was on like a little bit of a streak there too. Um, I tend to agree with you. I don't know if he'll be right up after the All-Star break, but um, I agree with that I don't think it'll be too long before Meadows is back. So let's move on to uh, Walker Buehler. Um, it seems like this is just a way of managing his innings as he's up to 73 and a third innings so far this year. Um, do you think we're going to start to see more of this in and out with Buehler or will he just hit a hard innings limit and get shut down
1: yeah so listen he he's gonna he's gonna uh, get his innings of the year as the year goes on in real life but in fantasy I think it's gonna be very frustrating on him we've seen this with the Dodgers where um their fifth or sixth starter they'll they'll give him a rest uh pretty often especially in a young guy like Bueller so I think he is gonna lose the innings and going down the stretch I'm not even sure he's in the rotation um so Yeah, I would be careful with Bueller, and I would try and sell him as soon as he is back in the rotation.
0: Yeah, I echo you. I think selling him high or relatively high would be a good move here because he's going to be up and down. You know, 73 innings—that's you got to figure more than half of the total innings he'll probably pitch this year. So, and like you said, the Dodgers—I think they'll probably play the up and down game where you know he's he's in the he's in the majors and then he's in the minors or he's on the phantom dodgers to stint
1: the dodgers are definitely on the more patient side so they're not gonna they're not gonna give him a lot of innings they're not gonna rush him back yeah. uh, i would like like sell him as soon as he comes back up yeah i think that's good advice all right
0: and last uh we got joey lucchese it sounds like they just wanted to keep him on on regular playing time and they plan to start him in triple a el paso uh does Lucchese also run the risk of a hard ish Innings limit later in the season.
1: Uh, yeah, but the Padres are a little bit of a different team. Um, whereas they do bring guys up early, and um, they're a little bit uh less patient than the Dodgers. So I think I think Lucchese will get more. I if I had to pick between the two, who will get the more innings? I think it'll be Lucchese. Um, so I wouldn't sell him just yet.
0: Yeah, last year too, he pitched. Uh, let's see, I got. 139 innings. Yeah, I think that's, that's a healthy amount. Yeah, and he's up to 71 and a third, so yeah, you figure that his innings cap will probably be like 160 ish, which which probably puts him slated for the full season the rest of the year. So, yeah, I, I think Lucchese probably pitches the rest of the year and Bueller is going to have the ups and downs. Alright, so um, in other news and notes, we've got uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, he was placed on the DL with ligament damage in his ankle, which is not good. Um, not at good. first, it just sounded like it was a strained ankle, but um, he's apparently got ligament damage. So he's expected to be in a walking boot over the next two weeks and then reevaluated. Uh, are you scared off by this? Oh
1: yeah, this is this is bad. As soon as you hear the word ligament in any injury, stay away. It's not a bone. It might not even. It might not heal correctly. It takes long to heal. We don't know. Not good. Stay away, sell whatever you could do, just abandon ship on whatever it is.
0: Yeah, and he had a correct me if I'm wrong, but coming into the season he had a lower body injury, right? It was his knee, I think. Yep. Yeah, so this is this is two lower body body injuries now. Yeah, I'm with you. Um stay away. We've also got Eric Thames back on the DL with a right hamstring strain. He's not expected to miss more than his uh 10 days, so he just shouldn't miss any any time. And then um, last but not least, we have James Paxson. He was placed on the DL with lower back stiffness. So it's not believed to be serious, but we've seen this sort of injury play even the best pitchers like Kershaw. Are you worried at all, or is just is this just the grind of the season taking a little toll on
1: Paxson? No, I'm definitely worried, especially with Paxson's injury history. Um, Listen, back issues are, like, the worst. They For really pitchers don't.
0: specifically, For
1: too. pitchers, yeah. Because, and you know what? Like, here's the thing. He could go out and pitch nine innings of shutout ball on a night in August. He'll, like, he'll be back up at DL for a little bit and go out and absolutely shine in his start. And then you'll hear after the game, oh, he's got back cramps. Like they, back pain, back issues, just they linger, they come out of nowhere. They're pain. pain. Um, I don't know if I would, if you're able to sell Paxton though, honestly. He's the kind of guy where you know his ADP reflects every year his, his injury risk. So at this point now, He's got the injury, and I don't know what you can really get from him. I think you just gotta hold tight and hope you have him through the through your fantasy playoffs, and hope that you know the injury bug doesn't come back and get him.
0: I think I'm a little bit less worried than you are, though.
1: I mean, they mentioned
0: they had said that it's not serious, and I, I think
1: probably one of those. Sorry. No, nah,
0: it's cool. I think this is what dog dogs got you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think this is one of those injuries where, um, if, if we didn't have the all star break here, um, and he can get some extended time off without missing any games. <laughs> oh my god. God, <laughs> <laughs> this dog, man.
1: This dog to... is, the dog is so excited that Pat's on the show. He's just going wild right <laughs> Yeah, now.
0: can't listen to Pat rave and rant about James Paxton because he owns yeah. him everywhere. But yeah, yeah. so I, I, I just think that with the D, uh, with the uh, all-star break, this wouldn't be that big of an issue, and they might even probably just start him. Um, so I'm not as worried as you are, even though back injuries are scary, but I think Paxton will be all right. Yeah. All right, so we're going to play a little bit of a different around the diamond this week. Um, Sort of like a few weeks ago, we did the buy-low edition. This week, it's going to be the potentially not buy-low edition. I think um some of these guys... We will end up agreeing that we should buy low on, but um, we tried to pick some players that maybe you'd want to avoid buying low on. So, at the catcher position, the first is Salvador Perez. After missing about four weeks at the start of the season, Perez hasn't been much of anything special, hitting two seventeen as we're in the All-Star break. Does Perez represent a good buy low, or are you avoiding him at all
1: costs? So, all right, we know if Pat was here, he's probably avoiding him.
0: Yeah, well, oh. that's why—, that's why we mentioned Perez when Pat's not here.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, he might he might be buying at this point. Things are a little different for Salvi right now. Um, but I think there is a good buy on Salvador right now, honestly. Because, um, you know, w- when you look at him on the year and the average and all the struggles he's had, you think, oh, finally, the innings are catching up to him. The guy's got in- an insane amount of uh, innings on those legs. Maybe he's breaking down. But then you look at the numbers and you're like, all right, you know what? He's still generating a ton of backspeed at 90.5 uh, average exit velo. The launch angle is nice. I think the pop's going to come. He's way above league, league average in launch angle. Um, and the BABIP is 235 over 221 average. Um, so the average is definitely going to go up. I think he'll be productive as the year goes on. The all-star break is a nice um, break for him to you know, get a little more healthy, get some rest, come back fresh. And I like him the rest of the way. I don't think he's going to be, like, amazing. I think he's going to be Salvador Perez, which is the rest of the way hit, like, 260-ish and get you some pop, and he'll be he'll be valuable at the catcher position. I like this as a bylaw.
0: Yeah, so I'm glad you mentioned the BAPIP, right? He's a career 285 BAPIP guy. So in the past, he's been able to find that the balls have, have landed and for hits. The, the other good thing to mention, too, is his hard contact is up. His line drive and ground ball percentages are both up, which uh, lead you to believe that the BAPIP should be up higher. And like you mentioned, his exit velo and his launch angle are where it's been for the most of his career. Um, I think the problem here is that this can, this can happen in some years with guys who rely on batted balls, finding holes. Um, And sometimes, you know, the balls just don't land for hits. Um, you, you also mentioned the innings. Um, I'm not sure if it's catching up to him quite yet, but this could be just the start of it, potentially. I well, think I
1: don't, I don't think it's catching up to him. I think that someone who owns him through this slump might be thinking that the, the innings are catching up, and that's why he's playing so poorly.
0: Okay, I think at the end of the day, Perez is a buy low if he's available low, right? I know that's quite obvious, but if he's going for a price going for an expensive price like i think i'm out and i've got a couple of deals for, deals for you so i want to hear your okay. thoughts so the first is uh, Perez and Miguel Sano for Buster Posey
1: i want the Posey side
0: see i agree i want Posey too so that's not a buy low
1: no well it's it's all it's all dependent on the price but go ahead let's
0: see Sure. What you got. Um, Perez and Bumgarner for Arietta and Wilson Contreras
1: I want Mad Bum and Salvi.
0: I agree with you. Is it close for you?
1: Um, no. Mad Bum is. Yeah, I know that Arietta. I, I know that the numbers right now look. Bad.
0: No, he's actually been pretty good.
1: As yeah. A I, I I'm taking like Mad Bum is so much better than Arietta, whereas I'm not really a Contreras guy.
0: Okay. Well, I got one more: Perez and Steven Matz for JT Realmudo. Realmudo. Yeah, see, I think this one isn't close.
1: Well, listen, it's hard to gauge, like, a buy low when you're throwing in, like, extra guys. But if I had to put, like, a line on Salvador Perez, um, I'm trying to think of somebody who would be, I mean, buy and low. I don't want to say Winker because he's just starting to get hot. Maybe, like, a Brett Gardner is the line, like a Brett Gardner for Salvi deal. um. I mean, still, you're not. It's still not buying that. I don't know. I think that's actually a good line, Gardner for Salvi. Like, would you do that? Yeah, I'd
0: rather. Yeah, I'd I'd definitely rather a Perez. I think.
1: Right, because the catcher premium. Catcher premium, yeah. But you think you do think that he'll he'll be better in the second half, right? Like a lot better as Uh, far as average goes.
0: Yeah, I do. I do think he'll be better, but again, right? Like, there's there's a non-zero chance that the balls just never land. In the right spots, right? Because, like, it's it's just the nature of being someone that relies on BAPIP so much, right? Like, it's not like he's got superb plate discipline where if he slumps, you know, like, there's a hope that he'll get out of it because he's got such a good, such an excellent eye or something, right? Like, this guy is either swinging and the balls are landing or he's swinging and they're not, Yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and as he gets older, it's going to be harder for him to beat out the ground balls. I mean, not that he's beating out, a lot, anyway, but you know, like that's the, the extra little bit that gets you an average.
1: Sure. You know what's really you know what's really messing me up this year? Second half, like projecting second half sacks yeah. since oh. there's only like 200 games, like I mean, t- sorry, like 200 more abs. Like or... I'm glad you
0: mentioned that, right? Because I saw a tweet the other day about, oh, you know, we're halfway through. Everyone's mentioning about halfway through. Well, we're actually 60% of the way through the yeah. season. We're not 50% of the way. So. Um everyone listening, just make sure you realize that we've only got forty percent of the season left, not fifty percent.
1: Yeah, because so like I was just gonna say, oh, Salvi's gonna hit, you know, fifteen home runs. He might hit fifteen home runs in the second half, but I don't know, there's not that many ABs. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's move
0: on to first base. Uh Anthony Rizzo. So after playing after paying first and second round prices for Rizzo uh, this offseason we're at the All-Star break, and Rizzo still has a fairly underwhelming line at first base. Is Rizzo a target or someone you'd avoid given the likely price with the name?
1: No, he's definitely. Nick, you broke up. Uh, he's, uh, I said he's definitely a he's definitely a target. Can you hear me okay. good now?
0: Yeah, yeah, you're good.
1: He's definitely a target, um, but he still will carry the the big name premium if, if you're looking to pull off a trade. I think. Um, because he hasn't been, like, miserably bad. He's been definitely bad, but not miser- miserably bad. He still has 61 uh, RBIs. The counting stats are still there. And now he's had a healthy Chris Bryant. Um, I like him. I, listen, another guy. He has a 249 BABIP over a 246 average right now. That's going to go up. And the, the, the average is definitely going to go up. He's swinging the bat. Well, uh, he's showing more patience at the plate this year. Um, so he, I think he has made somewhat of an adjustment. The swinging strike is like the lowest it's ever been. It's actually been on the decline year to year, uh, since 2015. Um, and you know, he's, he's getting more patient, but he's got his issues with batting average. I mean, through the years, you look at the average and it's just been like up and down, up and down, up and down, 233, 286, 278, 292, 273, 246. So he's a hard guy to project as far as that goes. But as far as the power goes, Um, listen, he was, uh, injured for a bit and he played through injury. He missed just a couple of games. Uh, I think the break will be good for him. Um, in the second half, I expect him to be Rizzo and, you know, do his damn thing. There's going to be a lot of counting stats to be had. I still think that he's an elite first baseman and he has that second base eligibility, eligibility, which makes it, you know, really nice. I mean, Rizzo at second base plays really, really good. So I think it's a good bylaw.
0: So I know earlier in the season we were all worried about the back. So you're not really worried about
1: the back anymore? No, I mean he's got he's got the ABS. I mean he's got 372 plate appearances already.
0: Yeah, so. but I, so I, I mean in regards to sapping his power, let me let me uh, let me paint a little picture here, right? So he's traded a lot of his fly balls for line drives. He's now at a career high, I think, of 25%. Yes, career high of 25% line drives. Right. So he's trading again, some of those five balls for line drives, which is going to limit his power upside. And then couple that with the fact that he's barreling up the ball half as often as he's done his, in his career. And that's why the ISO and the power is down. So I, I wonder if that's a symptom of the back injury and if it'll
1: continue. I mean, he's listen, usually when there's an injury, the first thing that goes down is not the exit velo. It's the launch angle. Guys adjust their swings. And his is still well above league average.
0: Yeah, but hasn't he adjusted his swing if he's blind driving more?
1: Um listen, yes, but it's still fifteen point one degrees. Like it's still three degrees above league average. It's like fifteen is healthy. Yeah. And he's still generating ninety miles per hour on the exit of ELO. So he's gonna get he's gonna get more home runs as the year rolls along. And like I said with other players, I think the all-star break will be good for him. He can use the rest for sure. Um, I wish he wasn't there tonight. I wish he was home, you know, just relaxing in a spa because I own him. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think he'll be fine. So are you not buying low on Rizzo? Um, You're worried th- about that?
0: N- no, I think the buy low is, depend- again, dependent on the price. Um, But I do think, I, I think he's got a stronger case than Sal- Salvador Perez as a buy low candidate. Um, just Based on the fact that I think I feel better projecting his batting average than than um, Perez's, because I think the line drive percentage is conducive to getting a, a, a higher batting average. So even if the pop, you know, even if he doesn't hit 32 home runs like he's done pretty much every year in his freaking career, right? Oh, yeah. Let's say he gets to 27 or 28, right? That's just a few shy of, of what he's done for the most part. But I think that the batting average is going to come way up. So um, I feel more comfortable buying low on Rizzo than I do Perez. Let me give you some deals, too.
1: Yeah, I'm really interested to hear these.
0: All right. So uh, Rizzo and Syndergaard or Giancarlo Stanton?
1: Oh, no, never. Actually,
0: what about Stanton and – let's throw a pitcher in there. Stanton and DeGrom. Stanton and DeGrom. Okay,
1: Stanton and Granky. Uh, Stanton and Granky, or Rizzo, Rizzo and, and Cinder. Um, give me, give me Stanton and Granky.
0: Okay, I'm with you on both of those. So it's still lower than Granky.
1: What other, what other deals do you have? Any other deals?
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I, I got a couple more. Um, Rizzo for Ross Stripling, straight.
1: No. Although I do like stripling he looks really good all
0: right Rizzo for Robbie Ray and Cody Bellinger
1: um, all right we 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 haven't talked about Ray that much, but I' We're think going he, to I think he's done this year. We're going oh. to talk about Ray so yeah um <sighs> um. Um, ma ma, 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 that's really difficult. That's a hard <laughs> one. I don't know. Um, Who are you going uh, with that? Bellinger uh, and What's your boys?
0: Yeah, I'd rather probably roll the dice on the two players.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you said it. I think I'm rolling the dice on the two guys.
0: All right, what about Rizzo and Ivaldi? We just got blown up. Fervato and Brad Hand.
1: Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um always when you throw the reliever in it becomes interesting. I'm taking I'm taking the elite first baseman, who's gonna give me elite average and everything in and OPS, and the elite closer yeah, over. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think that one's close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the price on Rizzo is interesting. Yeah. It's still it's still pretty high too. It is high. Alright. Let's move on to second base. We've got Rugnet Odor. So or- Odor was recently benched for partying too hard. Makes sound familiar. Yeah. And before that, missed an extended period of time with an injury. Um, he's been a bit of hot as of late, but is O'Dor someone you are interested in at all?
1: No, I have zero interest in Odor. Um I I've seen this guy at the plate swing like Carlos Gomez, and yep. and you see these prolonged slumps where I mean he is Corey Dickerson Cole. He is... He's beyond Corey Dickerson. Yeah, he is. He is actually... He's like beyond, Rubbed Odor cold. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he might have his own class of cold. He gets really bad. So, uh, no, I, I never want a part of Odor. Um, there really isn't a buy low, honestly, for me. There isn't a... I, I wouldn't own him. I, I'd rather leave him on waivers than own him.
0: Okay. So, the good news is, is that Odor is developing as a hitter. He's chasing less, almost 10% less than two years ago. He's also swinging less, but he's less aggressive in the zone as well. Um, the bad is that even with the recent hot streak, he's still only basing out for 15 home runs and 15 stolen bases, which is, I mean, okay, I guess, but that's not what you drafted him for. And, you know, Nick, I know you love the exit velo, and it's all the way down to 85 miles an hour. Yeah,
1: that's, that is...
0: That's like cue-balling cue yeah. the ball off the bat. Yeah, and you you can't expect anywhere close to his previous thirty home run pace when he's hitting the ball with such little authority.
1: Yeah, so, I don't even I don't even I don't even I can't even think of anyone that's that low. That is like bananas.
0: Yeah, so I'm with you. Odor is definitely a pass for me on buy low. I got a couple of deals here. Um, first is Odor or Hosmer.
1: Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I knew it. The gun of the night. The gun of the night. Um, I, I'm taking uh. I'm taking the knife. Give me the slow, the slow, painful death in Hosmer.
0: Even with the category juice and Odor.
1: No, give me Hosmer because if he does bounce back at all, at least he'll provide me with a with a safe average.
0: Yeah, I'm actually with you. And uh, I got one more. Odor, David Peralta.
1: It's, Peralta, it's not even close. Yeah, I agree. Not close.
0: All right, um, we're up to third base now. We got Rafael Devers. So Devers seems to be the only Red Sox not destroying the baseball at all times right now. Uh, Landing on the DL last Thursday with shoulder information, inflammation, information.
1: (laughs) He's got some information.
0: (laughs) Devers hasn't uh, quite been the complete stud that everyone was expecting. So is Devers someone you're avoiding or going after?
1: Uh, I'm avoiding him, honestly. I, I, I like the player, and I, I liked him uh, in spring training. I think he will eventually be good. He's still just 21 years old. He's
0: going and, to be a stud at some and, point.
1: And he is, and I, you know what it is? I, I just don't know what he put to get together this year. He may. He's the kind of guy that could have an absolutely insane second half, but I don't think he's there yet. I think um, in the next couple of years, he's going to be one of the better plays in the league um but right now it's it's just not good. He's got a 292 OBP um and that's just not him. I mean when he was coming up I thought he'd be an on-base machine, which is what he showed in AA and AAA. He was great uh in a short stint. Um so I'm not I'm not buying this year. I'm not rolling the dice on this guy cuz I think he's it's still going to take a lot to, to to get him and I'm not willing to to make that gamble.
0: Yeah, so uh the good news is is right like the exvillo is ninety one miles an hour he's barreling up nine point two percent of his balls in play, so those are all really good stats the x uh the x batting average though is only at two forty two and his bat is two eighty eight so he's earned his you know two forty or so batting average. I think the big question is will Devers be able to shake i think the soon to be schwarber comps because he's shown Very little ability to handle lefties so far in his career. Um, So I think for me, Devers is one where I wouldn't necessarily buy Woe. I'd only buy if if I was getting him for his current price, which is like a 240 hitter that's going to pace out for something like 25 home runs. (laughs) If I have to pay more than that, I'm not really that interested because I don't think he'll do better than that this year. I've got a couple of deals, as always. So we've got Devers for Moose and uh DJ Lemayu. Oh
1: uh Moose and Lemayu.
0: What about Devers for Lemayu straight?
1: Um I'll take the uh you know Lemayu could get you good counting. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the upside in, in Devers, though.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on both of those. All right. Uh Devers and Chu or Edwin and Xander Bogarts.
1: Devers. Is it Devers or Devers?
0: I say Devers.
1: I I say Devers too, but I, I say Devers. Yeah, I've heard Devers. Let's just I say call, Devers. Let's just let's just call him Raphael. All right. Um. Ralphie. So, Ralphie. All right. So what was it again? Ralphie and Chu. Oh, now it's Ralphie. What is he from? From the Bronx? <laughs> Ralphie uh, on the corner. Wait, what is it again? Ralphie Ralph, and Chu. Yeah.
0: For Edwin and
1: Xander. Oh, Edward and Xander. That's not even close. Xander, Xander is gonna be really good.
0: All right. So you think Xander yeah. alone?
1: Yeah. You take Xander alone. I'm taking Xander over him, hundred percent. Xander looks awesome. Yeah, I know. We were we were on Xander. He looks really good. I think he's gonna be a like a really really good player. That swing is fucking beautiful.
0: Okay. Okay. I got this one. an interesting one. I think I know where you're going, but so Devers and Blake Trinan.
1: Yeah. For Kershaw? <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Kershaw. It's not even close.
0: Really? Even with with Even with the Kershaw hate? I'm with you. I'm with you. What? But, yeah, like, is yeah. Kershaw going to pitch ever again?
1: Dude. Come on.
0: All right. What about Devers or Donaldson straight up?
1: Um, I'm taking... Devers for me. <sighs> Yeah, Donaldson. Yeah, Donaldson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Donaldson he, you know what? He looks it. The team is bad. Um, that's a good one. I think. That, I think that's the closest we've been all night, and that's actually a pretty good deal. I'm going to go with Donaldson, though. Straight. Uh, yeah, Donaldson, just because, think- it just because. Here's the thing. All right. So if Devers comes back and he's Devers then he's blocked because he hasn't really done anything. If Donaldson come back and he's Donaldson, he's going to be Donaldson, which is money. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I'd rather, I, I, I'd rather I gamble on a guy who's done it for a, a long time than a gamble on a guy who might do it, might not do it yet. We don't really know. I'll take Donaldson.
0: The thing is, though, is I think the floor for Devers is safer.
1: Um, right, because I think yeah. just being
0: in the Red Sox lineup, protects him in terms of runs and RBIs.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Okay. All right, let's go to shortstop. Another guy you absolutely love, Dansby Swanson. So while Swanson didn't really cost a whole lot on draft day, there was still a lot of buzz in the name, being such a highly ranked prospect. Uh, We're now a little over a 1,000 plate appearances for his career and at around 330 in the season. Are you targeting Swanson at all?
1: Um, so Swanson right now has a little Geordie Mercer in him, (laughs) which is not a good thing. He's, he's just quite boring as far as power and speed go. And I think he's going to remain that way throughout the year, but he'll be a good source of, um, of average and OBP as the year rolls along. Uh, I've always liked him as a contact hitter. That's how I liked him as a, as a minor before he came up. I thought he would, he looked like (laughs) Scooter Jeanette, sorry, the minor thing. Uh, you just love when I say that. It's
0: so good every time.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, I, I think right now the average is, is is a lot lower than it will be at the end of the year. And um, he reminds me a lot of Scooter Jeanette pre-breakout. And uh, I don't. It's. I don't think it's gonna happen this year at all. But I do think that he'll be be a reliable source of average going forward. Um, as far as. That's it. That's all I have. What do
0: you okay. have? Okay, so I actually disagree with you.
1: Um,
0: yeah. I don't think he's going to be a good source of batting average. He looks – he's he's going in the wrong direction pretty much everywhere, specifically in terms of plate discipline. So um, as far as the results, right, the line drive percentage is down. It's ever so slightly, but it's down 2% from last year. The pop-ups have increased year over year, and the chase rate is up 8.5% from last year, and the whiff rate is up 2%. So in his current form, right? Swanson just isn't a well-disciplined hitter and he's frankly not a very good hitter. Oh. Um, so that's his right now, right? Current form Swanson. I, I think that we'd both agree that Swanson has the pedigree of a better hitter than he's shown so far. Yes. Um, and I think he's got it in him, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's pressing a little bit this year. It's just hasn't gone all that well for him. Um, This is an easy no for me in terms of buying low. He's just a struggling hitter right now that needs to work on some things before he's really fantasy relevant. So I'm out on Swanson.
1: Yeah, and listen, the bad is he's at the end of the lineup usually. The counting stats are not going to be there where he's at. Uh, This lineup is very top-heavy. Well, although not necessarily. But um, the counting stats are not there thus far. 32 runs, 35 RBIs. And then the home runs and stolen bases are just not that great. He's kind of like Nick Markakis-ish right now.
0: How but many stolen bases does he have? Do you know? Three. Three? And what's he got?
1: Like seven home runs. Seven home runs. Yeah, it's boring. Um, but uh, listen, last year he was he had almost an eleven percent base on ball percentage, um, a twenty one percent K percentage, which is which are healthy ratios. Yeah. This year he decreased in both. You're right. Um, so maybe an adjustment in the break. He comes out swinging, but. I, I do think there definitely is upside as far as the average goes.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to start to wonder, right, if the whole, um, you know, he was such a highly touted prospect, right, if it's, like, kind of getting to him, right? Like, yeah. he's pressing, he hasn't performed. I mean, a 1,000 plate appearances is a pretty big sample size now, right? That's, like, almost two full seasons.
1: Yeah, he needs he needs a swing change in the offseason.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to outfield. So, we got Gregory Polanco. The price wasn't... Outrageously expensive coming into the season, but it, you know, it wasn't dirt cheap. And Polanco has been okay in the power department. He just hit a home run a few days ago, but he's got little speed and hasn't done much to woo you in terms of batting average. So is Polanco a name to avoid?
1: Uh, I don't know if I would avoid him. First of all, you know, me and me and Pat have gotten into it on the show about Polanco because. This has been an ongoing thing with him. Every single year he's supposed to break out, and every single year he lets everybody down. And I was one of those guys that had high hopes for him in the past. It didn't work out a couple of years in a row, and I abandoned ship. and um now, looking at his stats on the year, so, yeah, the batting average sucks two thirty five It's hard to deal with with the guy who's not getting you you know a lot of steals or you know the sixteen home runs is healthy so far. right now. That paces out to like you know high 20s. Um, but what's looking good with Polanco is the 49 runs and the 51 RBIs. That those are nice. because uh, that paces out to an 80, 80, 80 plus, 80 plus season. Uh, I think that I think there is a little upside with the batting average. I don't think he's a 235 average hitter. I think he's more like a 250-ish hitter. Um, but yeah, I just it really depends on what I'm buying him for. And the guy that drafted Polanco. Um, this year, spring training, there was a lot of talks on a swing change for Polanco, right? There's been one for sure. Okay, so I think that's what jacked up his ADP a little bit because he started to get hot like right around draft time and started to climb up rankings fast. Um, so, you know, the 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 person who does own Polanco probably spent a little bit more than they should have. So I don't know what it would take. What what are first of all, are you buying low, and then I'd like to get some deals.
0: Um, I. Don't think I'm buying low, right? Because I think you can get a player. I I have written in my notes. I think you can get a player like Stephen Piscotti who's got a better hit tool right now, and yeah. is probably going to end up with, you know, a smidge less home runs. And right now, in Polanco's current form, right, he's, it's not like he's stealing forty bases or thirty so bases.
1: Do you do you think that it'd be easier right now to get Brett Gardner or Polanco? Gardner probably, right? Yeah. And then don't you think Gardner kind of like plays better than Polanco in the second half? Like I'd put money on that.
0: Well, all right. Let me, I, I think the reason why I don't really like Polanco is because Polanco has taken the extreme of the fly ball revolution, right? So I'm, I I agree with you. I'd rather have um, Gardner, right? Polanco is pretty much like Kyle Seager was last year. He's gone like to the absolute extreme. I mean, his fly ball percentage is let's see, 49 and a half percent. That's 12 wow. percent higher than his career average, right? His average launch angle, let's see, uh, 21. 21, 21, dude. That's like he's either putting the ball sky high, or he's not touching it, right? And it's really, he, like, that's why I don't think there's any projectability in his batting average, right? When your when your line drive percentage is so low, so much lower than it's been in the past. When your fly ball percentage is so high, it's impossible to get hits, right? Like, you're either hitting home runs or you're not getting hits. So I think the 234 batting average is here to stick around. And the exit velo is only 89 miles per hour. So it's not like he's crushing the ball. He's just hitting so many more fly balls that they're going over. So, again, like I'm, I said before, right, without the speed, I I think someone like Piscotti, who, you know, isn't all that different, and is probably free. I'd rather have been paying up any price for Polanco.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right. And let me give you some deals. So Polanco or Cesar Hernandez straight Cesar Polanco or Brandon belt.
1: Um, that's interesting. Um, because, uh, I mean, how many home runs, does, home runs does Brandon Belt have approximately right now?
0: Wait, one second. He's got 13. 13? And 345 plate appearances, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'd rather have Polanco there, honestly. Really? He, he's giving me the speed. He already has more pop.
0: Is he giving you the speed, though? He's giving you two more stolen bases than Belt.
1: Yeah, but he's definitely got more upside in, in that department. And... Like,
0: yeah, but I, he's got... 50 points in batting average on him. I'm taking Belt. I think they're, I think they're like almost similar players right now.
1: Yeah, I'm taking Polanco. All
0: right, I'm taking Belt. Um, and what about Polanco or Moose?
1: Moose.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. All right, yeah. So I, I just don't know if the there's really a buy low opportunity. Sorry, Pat. I'm out on Polanco. All right, next outfielder. This kind of is cheating, but. It's Joey Gallo. So Gallo hasn't disappointed at all in the power department, but he's down to 186. So I think even we would be hard-pressed to say that he's returning value right now. What's the take on Gallo? Oh, yeah.
1: 187, 186 is it's hard to live with, honestly. Um, especially, I mean, he's got 22 home runs, but that's still not even up there, like, an elite territory i mean there are like a lot of guys who have more than that so yeah i
0: can think of a bunch off the top of my head
1: yeah it's it's really not it's really not worth it honestly um i do think there's a bit more upside in the batting average see like we went crazy spring training thinking oh my god if the if the k rate came down to like
0: huge 30, if. huge if
1: yeah huge if huge if but if it did <laughs> he could be really really good <laughs> But it, it's ugly right now, man. It is ugly. Uh, 36.2% K rate. Last year he was at 36.8. There's no evidence of this going down. There's none. Um, so it's here to stick. And the problem with 187 is what we were saying in the off season is like, oh, all right. So if he bats 205 and you pair him with this guy, it'll be 250. And blah 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 blah. If you pair him, at, but at 187, <laughs> you can pair him with Altuve and it's like a 250 hitter. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to own 'em. Um I would I would maybe just keep, I would use them almost like a like a Billy Hamilton type player. If you need home runs at the end of the week and a head to head, you you put him in on a Saturday and a Sunday. If you need to pop at the end of the year in Roto, you start him every day to you could spare the average. Um but I don't know, man. Listen, what what I will say is this though. Um I think there there is a little upside as far as the Kings go, and I don't know if you saw this, but the swinging strike rate is down, and it's down a lot. It's at eighteen percent right now, whereas last year was at nineteen, and the year before that was at twenty-two. The chase so,
0: rate is up though.
1: I know. he's, so, he's
0: still seeing the ball awfully.
1: Like. Yeah, and you know what? He's like swinging out of the zone, like a. That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, chase it's, rate. It's,
1: it's high, like it's thirty-three point five. So over last year's thirty-one point eight, but somehow he's. Straight, swinging strike is down it doesn't really make much sense um i'm out on i'm out on gallo I, I depend, but 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 it depends on the deal it depends on the deal it, it, right. de- i wouldn't mind having him on my bench as a, like i said it's a guy a spot start guy when i need all him. right i
0: have a couple of those but before do you have his stats in front of you yeah okay don't look for a second okay all right do you know his batting average through a, a thousand plate appearances his career batting average
1: I'll take a guess. Um, yeah, don't look. <laughs> I'll say two last year he batted two hundred five. So I am gonna say two oh two hundred.
0: Alright, you're really close. It's one ninety six, dude. Yeah. There were a thousand plate appearances. He's like so right, remember Chris Davis? We all remember Chris Davis, right? Yeah. When Chris Davis was bad, he wasn't even this bad. Yeah. He was like two hundred twenty and when he was good he was like 260 right this is like i i mean this is going to be if he wasn't on such an awful team he probably wouldn't be in the majors
1: yeah you know what i and this is what i said the other day guys are teams are so like ridiculously patient now with young guys like send him down he's still just 24 Send him oh, down and let him figure it out. The
0: thing is, though, is that there's nothing
1: for him to figure out. He is this player. He is was he the thing? same exact
0: player in AAA and A AA too. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Like, what is he going to even do down there? Like, <laughs> like, like somebody work with him on not swinging out of the zone so much. That's all. Yeah. Stop chasing.
0: Yeah, all right. So, to the deals. Gallo and Granke or Hoskins?
1: I'm thinking Gallo and Granke.
0: How about Gallo and Granke or Jesus Aguilar?
1: Gallo and Granky or Jesus. Zeus, well I'm taking Gallo and Granky.
0: Okay, how can I get you to take the player?
1: You give me more deals. Gallo and Granky or Why is it gonna be Granky? Just give me Gallo for someone.
0: No, I don't want to do straight up. Okay, go ahead. Gallo and Granky or Goldschmidt.
1: Goldschmidt.
0: Alright, alright. Sorry. I didn't know it was so offensive.
1: Oh, alright, Gallo or Granky or Gallo and Granky or Rizzo. Oh, it really becomes, it really, be, listen, the reason why this doesn't do anything yeah, is Granky yeah, for Rizzo.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. Um, all right. I got a two for two. Gallo and Blackman for Strasburg and Yelich.
1: Oh my God. That's not even close. It's, it's Strasburg and Yelich. Strasburg and Yelich. Okay. I think, I think, all right. By the way, I think Yelich is going to have a monster second. Half, well, 40% half, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Forty <laughs> percent something.
0: All right. Yeah, the the other deal is no good. So I don't know. Yeah. So there's really not much of a buy low opportunity on Gallo. No. Yeah. All right. Next outfielder, we got Carlos Santana. So two thirds of the FWO expected big things from Santana. Nick, you were not one of them.
1: Nope.
0: Um. So it just hasn't panned out so far for Santana in Philly. Um. You were the odd man out on the love fest. So. Tell me why you are or are not buying.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not buying. Um, it's the usual, and th- the usual reason why I'm why I'm not buying is he's not that good. <laughs> like he's just not that good. You love this guy, like since you're a baby, it makes I no do. sense to me. <laughs> just been like a mediocre player with a mediocre average and um mediocre to good. Home run totals. Um, listen, I, you look at the guy, you look at the numbers, and you're like, oh my God, his walk and K rates are so, so, so sexy. <laughs> like, ridiculous. He has a 209 average and a 351 OBP. What have, I don't remember. Wait, ever – That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't remember ever <laughs> seeing that ever in my life by any player, and I put money on it that no one's ever had those kind of numbers. Like That's, that's insane. crazy. That's insane. Um, but he does have a two oh six batter, so that, listen, I do believe that the average will go up, and I do think that they'll have a fine second half, but I am not a Carlos Santana guy, and that's it. I'm just not, so I'm not buying him ever done,
0: yeah, I mean, right, so the line drive percentage is down five percent from his career average, and his fly ball rate is up eight percent so i think I think the ballpark change. Kind of got in his head, I think he was trying to just pop him over the smaller dimensions in uh, Citizen Bank, and that's hurt him, um, but you mentioned that right the backup sits at two zero six and the expected batting average is at two fifty four which is like right around his career average, so I'm with you that I think he bounces back in the second half, and again he's just got such elite plate discipline skills yeah that I, I think he'll
1: turn it around. Um, if he, if let's, I'll tell you what. If you're in an OBP league, it's he gets a monster boost because if that average, if he starts hitting like, let's just say 270 the rest of the way and maintains these walk rates, his OBP is gonna be like 9,000. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The thing is though, is that I don't know the deals that I I was able to find that were recently done are not very good. Like he's not. For whatever reason, I think all those, all the articles and discussion earlier in the season from us too about him being such a good buy low candidate has jacked up his price. Listen to some of these deals. Even I'm out and I love the dude. So Santana and Severino or Charlie Morton and Benintendi? I want Severino and Santana. Really?
1: Uh, I, well, wait, 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 Charlie wait.
0: Charlie Morton and Benintendi?
1: Morton and Severino
0: and Santana. So it's like the ace, the ace and the bat, and the poorly performing bat for the stud outfielder for the okay pitcher.
1: It was Santana and who?
0: Severino, Charlie Morton, and Benintendi. Oh, I'm,
1: I'm taking the ace. I'm taking Carlos Santana and Severino, even though I love Benintendi. I think
0: I'm taking Benintendi and Morton.
1: Wow, really? Well, listen, Severino is not going to slow down, and he is one. He I- is what?
0: I agree, but remove yourself from Chet, right? Because we we pay premium on. That's pitchers. fine. I'm
1: putting. Okay. Listen, Severino has entered the realm of Scherzerville. He is in Scherzerville right now. Uh, Scherzerville that's, is the that's president. Oh, save this for the
0: bull prediction.
1: Scherzer, Scherzer is the president, and Severino is renting out a one-bedroom condo. He's I'm pretty there. sure
0: that I'm pretty sure that's sale, but.
1: <laughs> well no, Sale's got like a nice house on, on the on the water. <laughs> nice so house. So everybody knows, everybody knows slowly, slowly working his way up to that major
0: He's uh he's trying to get into the condo association. Yeah,
1: he's amazing. Alright,
0: uh Santana or Zach Godley?
1: Oh my god. Santana. Drone Zach, Zach <laughs> Someone <laughs> take Zach Godley and give him steroids, please. <laughs>
0: He stinks. Yeah, no, he
1: stinks. <laughs> that arm is terrible. All
0: right, Santana or Eduardo Escobar?
1: Eduardo Escobar. I agree with you because of the position.
0: Um,
1: That's it. That's all I got. OBP leagues, I'm probably – It's close, but I still think it's Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, He's been yeah. great, dude. Yeah, but the, uh, like I said, if he if, if Santana maintains these games, God only knows what his OBP could be.
0: It's, it's definitely closer in on-base percentage, but again, I think the position eligibility and the fact that Eduardo Escobar is a middle infielder gives him the boost. All right, let's move on to starting pitchers. So the first one, Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah. Are we, di- are we dying, dying on top of the mountain for this one? So we know about the increased strikeouts, but what about the home run problem? Is there still a buy low opportunity here, or is the Dinger problem just that, a problem?
1: Yeah, um, it, it is a problem, but it's going to come down. Right now, it's the highest of his career. Um, as the year rolls along, he is going to um, bring that home run per nine way, 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 way down. And right now, he's generating, generating so much swing and miss with the, the splitter and the slider. Um, and he, you know, the four-seamer is nice. Uh, he throws like seven different pitches. Listen, I'm a huge fan of Tanaka in, in real life. And fantasy, it kind of leaks over into fantasy. Maybe I am a little biased, but I'm a big, big, big fan of this stuff. When the guy is on, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball. When he's off, he's very hittable. Um, as the year goes on, I think it's going to be just like last year. Um, to start the season, he started off a little slow. And then midsummer, he started absolutely crushing. Um, towards the end of the year in September, right before the playoffs started, he started slumping a little bit. And then was obviously amazing in October. But um, – I think that this ERA is gonna make its way to the threes at some point this year, and he's he already carries an, a really nice whip. He always he already carries beautiful ratios as far as K and walk go. Um, so I'm definitely buying Tanaka. I was a, I was actually out trying to buy Tanaka today in our league. So I'm definitely
0: not as high as you are. Um, I'm pulling the politician role and I'm flip flopping a little bit. I don't think I'm still quite as low as Pat is. But there are definitely some real concerning warning signs here. Um, so bear with me as I try and describe this a little bit. But I took a look at his hard stuff, um, the fastball sinker. And Pat had, had did allude to this um, on our starting pitcher preview um, that he might have lost the ability to control that th- those hard pitches a little bit. So I dug in. Um, and so on pitches on those pitches right the the fastball sinker combo outside of the zone so all all um outside of the zone low and outside of the zone low and away and low and inside right so completely low low and away low and inside 37.8% of his hard pitches were in that in that zone uh in 2016. This year, it's only 25.3%, right? So 12% of 12% difference. And that difference is made up of him being in the zone now. So the point I'm trying to make here, and it's hard without the graphics, but he's kind of lost his ability to nibble at the very, very corners of the zone with the hard pitches. And with that, he's getting crushed on those pitches. And that's why we've seen the homer to fly ball spike up. Couple that with the fact that his homer to fly ball rate for his career isn't really that good, which isn't all that surprising for guys um, guys like Tanaka. Keiko's got the same sort of problem. right? His career homer to fly ball is 16.7%. So when he's missing his ability to nibble the zone on those pitches that normally you use to get strikes, um I, I'm a little worried now again, right, the fact that the strikeout stuff is here to stay is very nice. Um, and you did mention right that he kind of hit his groove in the middle of last season. um I just don't know if he's ever gonna be three or even three and a half era good anymore um getting hit so hard. I think he can climb down to like three nine. Um, but it's definitely not where we thought he'd be at this point in the season. Um, and I don't really know if I'd be buying low on Tanaka because I don't know if the price would be that low. And so I'm going to give you some deals. Okay. So the first is Tanaka or oduble Tanaka. Tanaka. Okay. Tanaka and Eugenio Suarez for J.A. Happ and Miles Mikolas.
1: No, that's not even close. Suarez, I, I would, I would, I would, I would keep Suarez over both of those guys.
0: Over Happ and Mikolas? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Suarez is the best.
0: Okay. Tanaka and Andrew Miller. Tanaka, Andrew Miller, and Brian Dozier or Strasburg.
1: Um, Tanaka, Miller, and Dozier or Strasburg. I think. I'm going with Tanaka, Miller, Dozier. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Tanaka, Miller, Dozier.
0: I think on that one, I'm with you.
1: Only uh, if give Stras- me the bullets. If 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 Strasburg, if I was guaranteed a clean bill of health, I would. It would move the needle probably into Strasburg's direction. But the I'm
0: thing not- is, Dozier represents such a good buy low yeah. opportunity. Yeah, yeah.
1: And and I and I I'm I know you guys aren't that high on Miller, but I think he's going to mm-hmm. come back and be Andrew Miller. He looked great in his rehab start uh, yesterday. And uh, I think he's going to be great. You pair him with Tanaka, be a nice, nice combo of K's right there.
0: Okay. This next one's a little tough because it's two pitchers for two bats. But actually let's, let's swap it. Tanaka and Ozuna, Marcel Ozuna for Clevenger and Joey Gallo.
1: Oh my God. That's not even close.
0: Tanaka and Ozuna, right?
1: Yeah. it's not even close.
0: Yeah. So there's a little bit of Bilo in here, a little bit of not Bilo um i have definitely swayed a little bit towards pat but i'm not completely out
1: so it's, listen, it, it, you know it's it's also um a lot of tanaka based on league league settings as well if you're in a if you're in a total k league if you're in a k to walk league he definitely gets a boost yeah yeah and you're right whip, and the whip is always going to be good what is a whip? What is a whipper now? I gotta pull it up.
0: One, 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 three. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, yeah he's just getting killed by the homers. And again, right? It's, it's just right. I, I really do think it's the hard stuff. And Pat had mentioned this. Pat had mentioned this, right? So you gotta give him credit. He's just, he's just not quite as accurate with, with the fastball and the sinker, and that's doing him in.
1: So like like you all right so let's let's just really quick like you think about Tanaka versus the good Quintana like let's just take let's just do last year right so Quintana had probably a mid 3 ERA but but he had the much higher whip his whip was probably like 1 2 1 or so 1 2 3 something like that
0: He had a 3 9 uh a 4, four 1 5 ERA
1: What was the what was the whip The whip was oh, oh no yeah 1 2 2 Okay, one, two, two. Yeah, that's pretty good on my part. So, um, it is. so m- the thing is this: so Tanaka is really just bad in one category, and he's not like terribly bad. He's like, uh. like, all right, like, like, listen, four or five is livable. It's livable if you're, pro- especially if you're providing me with elite whip and really good ratios and wins. If you're in a wins league, forget about it. I mean, you forget about wins. We don't talk about it much because. We're not in a lot of wins leagues, but that's true. he's getting those in big numbers. Um,
0: let me look up, uh, I want to look up pitching, URA for pitchers. Yeah. So right now, uh, the league average URA is 412. Okay. So he's a little bit above that. Actually, he's like a half run over. But that's the thing, right? I, I agree that I think at the end of the day, he'll be like right around or slightly under.
1: Well, listen. My, my. Well, the point I was trying to get to is this: Would you rather have a pitcher with a one point three zero WHIP and a three point nine ERA, or a pitcher with a one point one zero WHIP and a four point five ERA? Like I'd rather have, I'd rather have the
0: 1.10. Well, yeah, and right, and in a walked, and a K to walk league, especially this year, Tanaka's got Quintana way beat. Yeah, I I can see the argument. I can see the argument. And again, I'm not totally out, right? Because the strikeouts are there. So it's not like, you're right. It's not. He's like the opposite of Keuchel, right? Where he's only hurting you in ERA, whereas like Keuchel hurts you everywhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously.
0: I just hate Keuchel. Sorry, Dallas. All right. Next starting pitcher, we got David Price. So is there any value left in the name? And is there any way he turns the season around? Or are you avoiding him?
1: Um, so Price is interesting. Um, first off, I think he could be had cheap right now because not only is he a buy low, but he also comes with extreme injury risk. So I think you could get him cheap. You'd think that. Yeah, I think he, I think he, I think he can. I mean, I don't think you're paying the name premium for Price anymore. The ADP this year was pretty low, right? Yeah, it's probably like, uh, mid 30s starting pitcher. Okay. So, yeah, the, I think the, the ADP was pretty low. It got a little high as um, the draft came around because he was in spring training and he was making strides. He was a little ahead of schedule. <clears throat> but uh, thus far, he hasn't looked that sharp. I think his last start, he actually threw a really nice start. But I looked at a couple things. So, first of all, all right, the V-low. So, v is a big one. All right, so he started off the year at 9277, which right there, big red flag. That was in that was in March, yep. um, in March, April. And then – He's up 93.6, 93.1, 93.7 month to month. Um, so he's sitting on like a 93 mile mile per hour fastball, which isn't terrible.
0: Wait, um, it was 93.7 in his last start.
1: You said not, no, no, it was at it was 90 month to month. It was 93.79 average in June and 93.27 average in July. Said, okay. um, so he's he's gonna be the rest of the year expect a 93 mile per hour fastball from him. Okay? Sure. Um. Obviously the velo and also the pitches dropped as well. But what I looked at was his movement movement on his pitches. On mm-hmm. his pitches. And the movement is still really good across the board. And my my point is, is that I think Price's stuff is good enough that he could take a tick or two less in velo. Like ninety-three is still healthy on a four seamer. It's not it's not terrible. Especially when everything has movement. Even his four seamer has good movement. So I'm kind of buying him, depending on depending on the price, and like I said, I think he could be had um, pretty cheap, and uh, you know the break could be good for him. I, I like him, and he's on a contender. He's in a pitch. Okay,
0: so yeah, I'm not I'm not nearly as high as you, right? So the the one year, the only other year aside from this year when the velo was down, he was awful, right? So I think the velo is. Definitely a concern, even if it's gone up a tick or two. But he,
1: but he hasn't been awful.
0: I mean, he hasn't been good. What's he got, like a four
1: ERA? He's ex- He's he's like almost exact to Tanaka. Like he's got the 9K per nine, the 283 walks per nine, and a 442 ERA. And that's in Fenway and in the AL East. Sure. So it's, it's really not that bad. What's the whip?
0: Yeah, but the whip is 1.25, right?
1: All right, but the one one point two five isn't that bad, honestly. Yeah, like, but it's like it's like. You like, know, all right, look. When I saying, stock what, is one point one three. I know, but what I'm saying is he's definitely he's definitely worth the roster spot, and he's a he's a a good healthy third of I want to say fourth starter with these numbers. Okay, and, let me go ahead. Let
0: me ask you a question, right? Does the fact that the Red Sox still have to play the Indians, the Astros, again? Right. And the Yankees, I think, 10 more times change your opinion at all. Right. That means that he essentially has two starts either skipped or he's going to get shelled because well, he gets crushed by the Yankees. Well, right? yeah. yeah. and he's probably going to run into one of Cleveland or Houston. Right. Yeah. So that's that's like three or four starts out of, I don't know, however many he's got left. What's it, What's what's he at? He's at 19. So you figure he's got like 12, 12 or so starts left. And three or four of them are pretty much zeros. So that's like twenty five percent of his starts left.
1: Yeah. But like he's gotten to this he's gotten past the halfway mark with the four four two ERA. So the the, the question is you know, are these numbers rosterable? And are these numbers healthy enough to have him in your rotation? They well, are Yeah, the
0: strikeouts are, sure. And in the Cato Walk league, definitely.
1: One two five isn't bad as a four star.
0: And one two five is not bad. I agree with you.
1: And four four two is definitely a little on the high side but just remember that he started the year off where he didn't pitch in a really long time so let's chuck up those that first month and a half when he was really bad to rust let's just chuck it up to rust and david price right now he's 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 been very good as far as location goes yeah it, the walks are a little bit higher than the, where they've been in his career but if that if the velo sticks I think he'll be just fine. And I think he could be even better as far as as the ERA goes. All
0: right. Let's roll over the deals. Okay. All right. Price and Harper
1: for Scherzer? Scherzer.
0: Okay. Price or Cody Bellinger? Cody Bellinger. I agree. Price or Juan Soto?
1: Oh. Um... Mm. I sold high on Soto, everyone. Um, you did. You did a great but, job too. That was beautiful. Um, We're in a keeper league though, so yeah. So if if it's regular, if it's regular league, um, it was Soto, Soto or Price. <clears throat> in, it, rather, in a regular
0: league, it's Price, but it's close.
1: No, I, I think I'm taking. I'm taking. I think I'm taking Soto just because. Like I said, Price, I see him as a fourth starter, and you could get a fourth starter for a lot less than Soto.
0: Price and Soto or Berrios and Benintendi?
1: Price and Soto or Berrios... Oh, God, that's not even close. Berrios, Berrios and, Benintendi. and Benintendi. All right, what about
0: Price for Riamuto? Straight.
1: Um, Give me Riamuto.
0: Catcher, yeah. baby. He's the number one catcher, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going with Riamuto. So... This price, this price on
0: price, haha.
1: Yeah. Isn't that
0: yeah.
1: low? Oh, not at all. I'm, I'm, am surprised by those deals. Somebody traded Real Mudo for Price? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's They better dope. check themselves. Don't <laughs> be moved. <laughs> all right, uh,
0: we got two more pitchers left. So, Robbie Ray, you alluded to him earlier. So with Ray coming back from the oblique injury, it's time we touch back up on him. Most owners likely either dealt him. Or sat it out and waited for his return. So, is Ray someone you're
1: interested in? Uh, unfortunately, as much as I love Rod Ray, I'm not interested. Um, It depends on what the buy-low is, honestly. It, it would have to be... I, I have to hear the deals.
0: There's a lot of them, so...
1: Yeah, I, we'll I get do. There. Listen, what, is he rosterable? Yes. And... You're gonna, if, if you own him, you are going to be on a bumpy, bumpy ride. The velo is down, and if Robbie Ray continues to pump 93 and his slider loses velocity, the slider's at 84 now, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. He's fighting injuries. I am I, definitely worried. I, 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 if, you, if you take him, you're taking a huge risk. The one plus in, that, that he does have going for him right now is the K per nine is astronomical. Yeah, three, it's like 13 or something. Yeah, like. it's like it's a 13.59, which is absolutely insane. So if you're in a total k league, he definitely gets a boost. If you're in a per K-9, all that good stuff, he gets a boost. Um, But the walk totals are going to absolutely – Yeah, it's like four, play. right? Yeah, a hurt Robbie Ray is not good. If he's missing the zone at all, then he's missing the zone a lot, lot, lot because he's never had really good control. Um, So with an injury – I'm just staying away this year. I'm not buying.
0: Okay. I'm okay if you're not buying, right? But let me try and sway you just a tad bit. Right. So in his last outing, the fastball velocity was up to 94, right? Which was good.
1: That's good to know.
0: Right. The other thing too, right, is that before he got hurt, the velocity was slowly increasing. And that's kind of been his MO for his career, right? Because I was super worried as a Ray owner, I think beginning of the year when the velocity was so low, but this is pretty common over the last few years that he slowly built up the velo, right? So now with the oblique injury, he kind of had a reset, but he's back up to 94. The other thing too, right, is that his curveball is getting a little bit of a bat to death, right? It's His batting average against his curveball is 273, but the expected batting average is 168. So he's a little bit unlucky, right? Couple the fact with that, his ERA estimators are 3.48 Sierra and 3.58 XFIP. Now he's only beat his his estimators once in the past three years, so I wouldn't put too much stock into it. But I don't know if he's a what's he like a five and a half ERA right now? It's really yeah, bad.
1: bad.
0: Um, I could see him get once he gets into the swing of things and he's healthy and gets the velo up even a little bit more. I think he could end up keeping the ball in the yard with the fastball and getting a little bit more luck on the curveball. So. I'm okay I'm okay if you're out on Ray. Especially as an owner of Ray. Like I actually can't watch his starts.
1: Well I'm, so, too,
0: I'm too afraid to watch his starts.
1: How how have the walks been as of late? Well, first of all, did he pitch since coming back from the oblique injury? Yeah, or he's... In Colorado. Oh, okay. That was his only start.
0: And he, yeah, and he did it right.
1: How are the walks that game?
0: Um, let me pull them up. Oblique is
1: really tough for a pitcher.
0: Yeah, but he got a lot of time off. Uh,
1: he did. Um, And I was almost contending. Um,
0: all right, he went – oh, my God. Five and a third, two two earned, eight Ks, three walks.
1: Yeah, okay. And That's he pitched,
0: good. I'm sorry. He, good. Pitched, he pitched in San Diego. He had he had four four starts since the up week. First start, six six innings, no runs, six strikeouts, two walks. Next one was he just got pipped to death. Five innings, nine hits, six earned, seven strikeouts, one walk. Right, So still keeping it okay. Then the next one was against San Diego. He kind of lost it there. Four and a third, four earned, seven strikeouts, four walks. And then in Colorado, five oh, and a third.
1: Okay. All right. So that's that's encouraging. Over the last four games, the walk rate is not that bad. So that did sway me a little bit, honestly. I didn't see the improvement as far as the walks going. That was my major concern. Um, So – yeah, he's just yeah. giving up a
0: lot of home runs. In the two, yeah. in the two, he gave up two home runs against St. Louis in five innings, and three against San Diego in four and a third.
1: Yeah. What's the um? What's the what's some deals you got?
0: All right, there's a lot. So Ray for Keuchel and Godley.
1: Um. Please
0: make the right choice here, Nick. Well,
1: it becomes Ray for Keuchel.
0: Yeah. And, um, make make the right choice.
1: I, I don't like Eichel. i got to go with Ray. the upside. Got to yeah. go with the
0: upside. Yeah, it's Ray. Ray for uh, Chris, Chris Taylor?
1: That's that's interesting. Um, I'm definitely thinking Chris Taylor, though.
0: I think I'm taking Chris Taylor, too. Ray or Cueto?
1: Um
0: I'm so out on Cueto. I'm taking Ray. Give me the upside.
1: Yeah, right. I'll, I'll take Ray with you. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> Ray or Gio Gonzalez? Ray. Yeah, I'm with you there. Ray and Blake Snow for JD Martinez.
1: Oh god, no. JD, JD all You be nuts.
0: All right. Ray and Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. For Max Muncy and Charlie Morton.
1: Oh my god.
0: This is an awesome deal.
1: <laughs> I mean, I want I want I want Muncy in any deal.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Muncy and Morton. Just because I think Aguilar and Muncy are close, and I'd rather have Morton over Ray right now.
1: Yeah. yeah go, go. All right, go ahead. That's it. That's all I got. All right. J.D. So, Martinez and his 644 slugging. <laughs>
0: all right, we got one last starting pitcher. So it's your boy, John Gray. Yeah, I took all I your boys it. on this one. I love it. So his value right now is as low as it's ever going to get, although he pitched really well on Sunday. Seven and a yep. third, one earned, one walk, and six strikeouts. But he has struggled overall this year, as we know. Yep. Is it a lost year, or are you still
1: in? Okay, so I, I do speak in hyperbole often. Um, <laughs> so forgive me for that. And I'm going to start clean right now, okay? So clean, Bill of Health. no more hyperbole. You ready? Yeah. John Gray is my favorite pitcher in baseball. <laughs> So, and, and that is a true statement. He's been for a while. I look at him and I see absolute upside. The other day we discussed a trade, um, if the Mets were to trade Degrom, where they went out and got Gray, um, Roger, Brendan Rogers, and someone else. And I'm like, wow. Yeah,
0: David is, Dahl and... Uh,
1: then you said, and you're like, wow, Gray and Citi Field, dude. Oh my God. Like, he'd be amazing. But he's still in Colorado. So we have to deal with that. Um, Gray has an absolute insane amount of upside, almost as mo- uh, almost as high as anyone else in baseball because he has two pitches that hover around 20% swinging strike, okay? Uh, I wish he'd throw the changeup more. He doesn't, but whatever. I'm just going to mention that it's that also has a 15-plus percent swinging strike rate. He's even just though
0: ridiculous,
1: he yo. Play. I know um the stuff is absolute filth right now the problem is the fastball that's it the four seamer is getting crushed and he got sent down it was kind of a mystery as to why he got sent down maybe it was to work on the four seamer that could have been it because look at the pitches 349 batting average against the four seamer right okay the slider 239 the curveball 226 and he's generating all that swing and miss so if that four seamer could just improve a little bit, like let like the league hit three hundred against it. He could be absolutely ridiculous. He's a fantastic by Um, look at the FIP and X He's been extremely unlucky throughout the entire season. Uh, what?
0: That's that's where you lose me a little, right? Like I know the X FIP and the FIP are low, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's unlucky. I think he is just a BAPIT monster at this yeah, point but, in his
1: career. Well. Listen, the home the home runs Brian are only at one, okay? Yeah. And 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 he doesn't
0: walk anyone.
1: And doesn't walk anyone. And the ground ball rate is healthy. It's almost fifty percent. I know. So the issue is cores.
0: It is to an extent. I mean, I think I, I if I'm not mistaken, his home splits aren't aren't all that atrocious. I think I think this is more of he's gotta he's gotta learn maybe to pitch better. Um, as opposed to just having stuff, right? I I haven't really dug into the fastball as much as you have, but my gut is saying that he's probably just, when, when he falls behind hitters or even to attack hitters with the fastball, he's probably putting it, you know, in very hittable spots as opposed to nibbling on the corners, right, where you'd like to be. And that leads to the fastball getting crushed. Yeah. So his his his, his home home and away splits. Home, he's he's got a 5.02 ERA. Away, he's at 5.89. Mm. And sure, some of that could be. I think some of that is baked into the cores effect, right? You know, me and Pat have discussed, and I know you've you've uh, you've bought into the fact that the breaking pitches break differently in cores than they do um, outside of cores, right? So you have to almost pitch a different pitcher when you're away or home. Mm-hmm. So that could be part of, that could be part of his struggles away. Um, I do think ultimately right for this year. And I agree with you. The upside is outrageously high. I mean, 11 K per nine, like two and a half walks per nine. He's so, he's so money. Yeah. He's just got to get a little bit better at pitchability, ability. And I do think right now in his current state, the bat pick woes are for real. Now, I don't know if he's three seven six Bapip unlucky. Right he's It can't be three seven six. I, I agree with you. I don't think he is. I think he's probably more like a three forty Bapip Bapip guy, which would put him probably at like a four and a half ERA or like a four four ERA. And with the numbers he's got, that puts him into the Tanaka and price territory that we were talking about before, but even better because the K per nines are Yep. The K per nine is like two ticks above those guys. Yeah. Um, it's just really hard to buy low on Gray, I think right now, wow. because I, 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 I know it's the best time because he just got sent down to triple A, but the name, the name and the estimators are so good, so much in his favor that I think a lot of players would be like, Oh, well, he's just been unlucky without thinking that the BAPIP might just be a real issue. So I think players are, are going to be unwilling to really sell low on Gray. I've only got one deal on him, too. Um, so it's Gray and Soria, Joaquim Soria for John Lester and Hector Rondon.
1: Oh, my God. That's like the worst deal ever. Give me Soria and, and Gray. It's not even close. Soria has been awesome.
0: So what what caliber of pitcher do you think that this deal would would have to be?
1: First of all, I trade I I drafted Gray. Yeah. I traded him in a mega deal, and then I trade I, I, I bought low on him about a month ago.
0: What What was your deal?
1: Tell the I, listeners. I don't remember.
0: You don't remember. What a terrible fantasy
1: <laughs> owner. Man. I Joe, how many <laughs> deals did I make this year? Let me look up your deal, you loser. Come on, you know I make a thousand <laughs> deals every year, so.
0: Let me look up John Gray in trades. Um, uh, Nuka. Uh, let's see. You traded. You traded Nukem and Gray for Azuna. Yep. Oh, man.
1: Beautiful.
0: Oh, Nukum's- and then you traded Soto, Mengden. And fifty dollars in fab for Judge Soria and John Gray. How did we let that deal go? No through? chance. That's what you got.
1: <laughs> how oh, did we man. let that deal go through? I love it. Seriously. Oh no. Um. Listen. Uh. I. I. I cannot say how crazy I am about Gray the rest of the way. And and I know you only had one deal, but I'm trying to think of a guy. Like I right now if I had Quintana, I'm trading Quintana for Gray. If I, I'd rather have I'd rather well who I'll tell you what, who would I rather have? Gray or Ray? Gray. You? Joe? Um
0: uh, yeah, sorry, I'm thinking.
1: Gray or Ray. Um
0: in a standard format, I'd take Ray. In a K to Walk, I'd take gray. Is that fair? You're
1: Ray. Taking
0: Ray, okay, all right. Yes, 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 because Ray's got a better shot at wins, yeah. right, in Arizona.
1: Whoa. And and why the is walks. That?
0: Why? Because Arizona's good. Yeah, but the Rockies are good. Yeah, but it, Arizona's better than the Rockies, and um, the walks don't hurt him. Um. In a standard league.
1: Well, they hurt his whip.
0: Sure, but they don't I'll really
1: hurt right you. All right, his. Just here's a here's a quick reference of guys. So I'm I'm taking him over the following guys. Sonny Gray. I'm taking him over yes. Richel. I'm taking him over John yes. Lester. Yes. I'm taking him over Zach Godley.
0: Actually, I don't know if I'm taking him over Richel.
1: Alright, I'm taking him over Godley. Definitely over Godley. I'm taking him over Luis Castillo. Or are you taking the shot on Castillo? Ooh. Ooh. Um Gimme Gray all day. Give me one second. Let me look All up Castillo's day. line right now. Hold up I'm taking him over Jamison Tayon, who I love.
0: I am taking Gray over Castillo, yeah. Alright. Um
1: over Tyon.
0: Nah, give me time.
1: And Queto, we already said we had rather have him. Yeah, I'd definitely rather have Grey over Queto. Um Kent and it's, Meta. Nah, Meta.
0: No way you'd rather have Grey over Meta. I'm taking
1: Gray over Meta.
0: No way! If yes. I offered you Meta right now, you wouldn't take him?
1: Absolutely not. Wow, Mate has been awesome. He's been, he's been awesome. He's been very good, Joe. Relax with the awesome. He's got a three one two. But the K's are the K's are way up. A <laughs> three,
0: three one two ERA, right, dude. That's
1: fine. One two two whip. All right, fine. But I, <laughs> Gray's Gray's K per nine right now are elite. I'm taking the K's per nine.
0: So so, are, so is Mate's. I don't know. You're bugging right now.
1: Yeah, mate has been really good. But I'm just
0: <laughs> all right, all right, let's wrap this up. So, as always, where can everyone find you on Twitter or not find, find me, you on Twitter? I'll
1: tell you what. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you guys a secret. If you follow Pat FWO, that's actually me. I'm tweeting under Pat FWO. <laughs> So whatever kind of smart things you see written. On Twitter, under PatFWO, that's actually me. So, follow me at PatFWO. All
0: right. Well, Pat's handle is actually PatrickFWO, so I don't know who oh. PatFWO is.
1: PatrickFWO.
0: <laughs> you can find me at JoeFWO on Twitter. Hit us up with questions. Um, we're always open to to new things, new new segments, any players you want to hear about. Hit us up. Thanks for listening, as always. Peace out. Peace.